Welcome, everybody, to the Building Ehrensburg podcast. I'm Thomas Ehrensburg. And I'm Catherine Ehrensburg. This week, we are talking about when we were young and did stupid things, but not the kind of stupid things that we think back and just say, yeah, that was stupid. We were kids. The kinds of things that you knew were stupid at the time and still did them anyway. And not just like stupid, but like dangerous, 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 but you still did them anyway. And this all came up because... I have a very good example of one that um, happened back when I was in college. And um, I talked about it on my social media a little bit and actually asked the audience if they had stories. So we've got stories to talk about from them, too. Okay. Um, so we'll, <laughs> we'll tell those a little later. But um, for me, I was spending a summer in California with my sister. She lived on the East Bay of San Francisco. And um, actually, I don't remember the name of the town where she was. But... Danville. Oh! <gasps> You're right, it was Danville. Bam. (laughs) What a memory. Bammed it. (laughs) So she lived in this little town in the East Bay of San Francisco. Now, what you guys may not know about Thomas is that he and his family used to live also... In San Bruno. Well, yeah, so... Which is a suburb of San Francisco. Right. So Thomas and his family used to live there. So as I'm living in California for a summer... I'm friends with Thomas, and we email back and forth. You know, the old AIM. No, no was it email? Messen- it was instant messenger, It was instant messenger, yeah. yeah. Or text. Do we text? Probably call. Uh, I don't know if we had. The texting, I don't know if we... was, texting was not a thing. This then. was at a time when I was not as annoyed with Thomas anymore. If you guys remember our origin story, there was a long period of time that Thomas drove me nuts. I did not want to hear from him. He was just pestering me you know it's interesting you say a long period of time like in the grand scheme of things it was between what? freshman and junior year of, high, of I college know. i would say so two years a couple years though anyway so i'm living with my sister i'm corresponding with thomas because he has softened my softened my cold dead heart slightly um to where we were talking enough and i knew that he used to live in san bruno and he used to tell stories about his old house and they hadn't seen it in years and years so i said I will go and find it for you. I will go to that house and I will take a picture of it so you guys can see what it looks like in its current state. Don't ask me what I thought to like why and I did how that. How you make that happen? Or well, I knew that the BART, which is like their transit, Bay Area Rapid Transit, that's what right. it stands for, mm-hmm. right? Um, it went like there was a a, a uh, what do you call it? A stop. A stop somewhere close to where my sister lived, and then San Bruno was the last stop. So okay. like. You could take the BART all the way across to San Bruno, and that's mm-hmm. where you lived when you were a kid. Right. So I was like, I'll just take the BART over there, and then I will... I didn't have a car, right? Obviously, right. I'm on a transit and system. Uber I did not exist. Uber did not exist. And so I took the BART. I got a ticket and took the BART over to San Bruno. Now, you guys keep in mind, also what did not exist were smartphones. Nope. So I printed a little map out. <laughs> Probably from Yahoo.com. Yahoo Maps. (laughs) Yahoo Maps, MapQuest. I don't even know. But I had paper in my hand. I remember it. Multiple papers. Where it was like specific directions on how you get to this place. From the bar to... I mean, I I planned it, you know. Well, that area, as you can imagine, is extremely hilly. The roads are not straight. They're very curvy. You know, you're looking at a map. And I'm like, oh, you just go down this street. And you go to the left. You go to the right. You know, and then you're there. Well, you don't know. Think about the topography involved in that, right? Yeah, you get turned around probably pretty quick. Very, not just turned around, but just I'm tired. I was walking sure. for like what felt like when it when I looked at the map, I thought it was just a couple turns. Right. When you're walking it, 
San Francisco hills. Yeah. It's like mountains. It's like hiking, basically. Right. It's like, oh, it's a mile. Well, you do a, a mile. A mile up and down, too. Yeah. And so I get off the Bru- the the BART in San Bruno, and I've got my map and my backpack or whatever. I'm like, door the Explorer. And I'm like going out trying to, you know, again, I've got my cell phone in my hand. That's it, pretty much. So I don't remember a ton. It's been years and years ago at this point. But I do know at some point I was like, I can tell I'm almost there, but I don't really know where I am, you know? And so I'm walking and walking. I think at some point I walked down a street, had these maps in my hand, turned back around and came back down that same street. Meanwhile, there's a guy standing in his driveway and he can tell I'm real confused and lost. So he's like, can I help you? You know, I think he was repairing his car. He had the hood up. He was out in front of his house repairing his car. I told him my whole story and he goes, do you just want me to take you there? And I'm thinking to myself, God, yes. I mean, yes, I do, because right. I'm exhausted, and I don't know where I am, and I don't know how to get... Once I get there, how do I get back to the BART station? Like, I've got... I have no idea. So I said... I told him, I'm going to put... I'm going to dial 911 on my cell phone, <laughs> and I'm just going to hold it yeah. <laughs> in my hand and get into your car with you. And as I recall, it was a brown Volvo. Like... <laughs> Like a it's 19 had serial killer written all over it. <laughs> it had serial killer. San Francisco. Yes. His, guy working his on his car. His name was Ted. No. Oh I, my gosh. No, oh, there's no joking. way. No. <laughs> no. So I get in the car with this guy. He's super nice. He takes me to your old house. I snap a picture and I remember he goes, That's it? I go, Yeah, that's it. Like I came all this way <laughs> to take two pictures of this house on my digital camera. And he goes, Do you want me to just take you back to the BART station? And I was like, yes, please. So I got back in his car, and he took me to the BART station, where I safely got loaded back on the BART, went home to my sister's house. I don't have any recollection of telling her what I did that day. Maybe I I didn't. I have no idea. But I do remember that after that, he and I... She knows now. Well, she knows now, because she listens to the podcast. But I... I corresponded with him for years afterward, and I've forgotten his name now. I mean, he was an older guy even then, and that was 20 years ago, so he may not even be with us anymore, but... You talk about guardian angels looking out for me. That is one instance that when now I look back as an adult. I'm surprised that guy offered. Like that, that seems. I would probably offer someone. I know, but you're not an old man. Like you're not an old white guy. Like I think that. I don't that know. Yeah, I don't know. For what the... him, like you would have profiled him as a potential. Yes, but as I recall at the time, killer. he knew how bad it was. Like he knew how it sounded, but he also knew I was sure. in a bad situation. So what's he gonna do? I don't think I had any yeah. cash on me. I don't think I had a credit card. Like I have no idea how I was any of that stuff. I also got lost at one point in San Francisco by myself with no map in my hands. Um, that's a different story for a different time, but. Anyway, all that to say, as an adult, I now realize that that situation was extremely, it could have been potentially very dangerous. Right. And I knew it was dangerous even at the time, but now as an adult, it's like, what were you doing, young, young college age, Catherine? Like, you, I listen to way too much true crime. (laughs) Yeah, now you do. Yeah. Yeah, you right now would never have done that. No. Well, I mean, maybe I won. I've, I, well, this is how people get themselves in trouble. They think they're good judges of character, right. which I think that I am. And obviously, I didn't find him to be that threatening, or I would not have gotten in the car with him. I was sure. using my best judgment, but I was trying to take precautions, too. 
I hope our kids. Did never you sit in the front those. seat? Yeah, I did. I never thought to sit in the back seat. I sat right next to that guy. Yeah, you the whole sat time. In the back seat. Yeah, I didn't think of that. <laughs> never thought of it. I had my little Nokia brick cell phone. You know, yeah. the blue one. I mean, I remember exactly what it looked like. Man. Anyway, and then so <laughs> the hilarious thing about that. I mean, not that st- the you know scary part of the story, but I send the pictures to you um, after I took them. And when mm-hmm. when Thomas and his brothers and sisters were growing up, they had this giant what most people would identify as like a robber's van or like yeah. a child predator van with no windows in it. Did it have windows it in had it? Windows. Oh, did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stick all this back there with no windows. Good Lord. We're rolling around in the back seat. No, it had windows. But it's like a giant van, and I think it was gray. Yeah, right? it was gray. It was an Econo line. Yeah, Ford Econo line. Yeah. So. In your mom, who's four foot ten, used to drive that thing around. Yeah. Hilarious. Anyway, so I sent him the photos of the house, which, by the way, I just like jumped out of his this guy's car and just took a couple photos and hopped back in the car. And I send the pictures to Thomas, and he goes, "The gray van is still there, <laughs> like the exact same Econo line van." No, moved in. But had you the exact guys had same one, yeah, yeah. But you had taken yours. It wasn't like it was oh, your know, yeah. van. Right, it was a right, whole right. different van, but it was the exact same van. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, all I those years that. later. Crazy time. I mean, it was probably 10 or 15 years later, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that, so. That car was meant for that house, I, I guess. guess. <laughs> it was a rental, wasn't it? That, it was a not rental. The, not yeah. the car, the house. Right. It was. <laughs> now, I know that you have stories um, of all the stupid stuff your brothers have done with you. Right. Because you all have done some really stupid stuff. Yeah, so all of my stories, you know, in your story, you knew that that was dangerous and it could be a situation. In you most, never knew. In most of my life-threatening situations, I didn't know. It just, they just happened. Are um, you just using it as a lack of self-awareness thing? Well, some of it, I was just a kid, I guess. I don't. The, the only one I have from when I'm a young adult, I guess I have two, maybe. I mean, the one I, the one I told on <laughs> okay, Instagram. Let's hear it. The one I told on Instagram, I wasn't. I was. I guess you could say I was a young adult. I was probably your age. I mean, the age that you were when you told that story. I was 19 or 20. Mm-hmm. And we used to climb a 30-foot ladder that was leaned up against a house to use a power tool with no safety equipment. I mean, at any point in several daily, I felt like I was going to fall off that ladder. Do you think you were egged on by the fact that your parents and your grandpa were the ones who asked you to do that task? So surely if they asked you to do it, it wouldn't be that dangerous? They didn't think that yeah, it would I, be a life or death situation? I just didn't think situation. it was dangerous. I don't know why. <laughs> we all Every single day we did it for six weeks, climbed and- a ladder. Maybe what's even worse about it is it wasn't even you making the stupid decision. It was like seven of y'all. Y'all yeah. all did it. Right. And no one was like, wait well, a second, guys. I think there were actually only three of us that would climb up there and do it on the tall ladder. Because, yeah. you know, they have the, the lower section also that we had to sand. Mm-hmm. And so some y'all people. Y'all had some people would, on the crew who were scared of Yes. Ice. <laughs> but there were three of us that were not. Yeah. And we would just climb up there. <laughs> get to work i mean i look back at it now every time i go to their house i look up at how high that is mm-hmm. I don't and know. as i recall y'all were using the extension ladder which is like a 30 foot ladder on the yeah like the last rung the last rung very which last i don't rung. even know if that's you're supposed to do that well they wouldn't have made it that way if it, well that's like the very top step <laughs> of a ladder they say you don't step, yeah, on, don't that step top. on that ladder yeah, yeah but y'all were doing that y'all yeah. were t- stepping on but the that's top the only step. way we would get it all the way up there so oh, my lord terrible so, yeah, I guess maybe we knew it was dangerous, and we knew that if we fell from that high, we would probably die or at least injure ourselves very badly. Just don't think about it. That's the best thing to do. Yeah, and you just climbed up there. With- I think there's some amount of um, 
the the feeling like it's a scary thing somewhat, I think, is a little bit of you um, feeling like it's in your own hands, right? Like this oh, guy sure. driving me somewhere right. was not in my hands. He could have right. taken me out even nowhere. You are up on the ladder. Yeah. It's like I've I got, trust my balance. Right. And I put the ladder here, so I know I've set it up correctly. Yeah. I think the frightening thing usually comes in when you've lost control over something. Sure. That you thought you had, you know, you should have control over, and you don't. Right. So the other story, I definitely knew I was doing something. Oh. Scary, but I, don't I know, know all of was... your stories, so I need to know which one it is. Let's go. Let's hear it. So my brother was getting married. He had a bachelor party. It was going to be in Nashville. We were supposed to rent a big old van and drive up there, me and my brothers and his groomsmen. It fell through, and so we had to drive ourselves up, but we it, it fell through very late in the day. I remember it was turning dark, and you guys were right. still And we were like, had to driveway. make a decision, like, what are we going to do? Are we going to wait for this rental van, or are we just going to drive ourselves? So at like 8 o'clock, we decided, we'll just drive ourselves. It's a six-hour drive. Is that it? It's just six hours to Nashville? Maybe seven. Okay. Well, I mean, we thought we could make it in six. Put it that way. Okay. <laughs> either way, we were getting we were get, we would be getting there in the middle of the night. Yeah. So before we hit the road, I was going to be one of the drivers since it was our own van. It was our silver minivan. Yeah, because your your rental fell through. Right. So so now you're deciding. We had to, your we had to go to the gas station, gas up, and I was like, you know what? I don't normally take energy drinks. You don't even drink coffee. But no caffeine goes into your body. You know, I'm normally in bed around this time, and we're just getting on the road. Oh, like I know Lord. I'm going to be tired. That was already a bad decision, getting on the road when you're normally in well, bed. Well, not if you have five-hour energy With- and NOS. <sighs> so I took both, which is a huge mistake. Everyone at home is like, what in <laughs> the no? I was awake, though. It was I, like you were going no to There was no question that I was falling asleep. <laughs> you were not going to be asleep. awake. So um, how many passengers do you have? So it was Set two vehicles, and I think I had Four or five with me. And y'all were caravanning, right? Yes. So it's you and your brother. My brother's in his truck. I'm mm-hmm. in my van. And we're, yeah, we're caravanning. right on top of each other. All right. Uh, and, of course, it's late. We figure we can just go. There's not anyone on the road. It's the same interstate from here in Nashville, mm-hmm. I-65. We'll just fly. As fast as we can get up there, we'll go. Okay. So we're going probably 90-ish Somewhere between. I was gonna say, how far away were you? Or like, how far into the? We were pretty were you? far in. We were Huntsville area. Oh, so coming like up on the four border, or five maybe. Hours yeah, in. I mean, we were. Everybody was asleep in the car, except you. Except for me, who was full of nos energy. Yeah, I was. I was juiced. <laughs> you were hearing colors. I was locked in. Yes, for sure. <laughs> I was hearing colors and you smelling were, sounds. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um. Anyway, as as we're speeding along. In the little center grass area of the interstate. The median, if you will. Sure. Some call it a median. Sure. But it's, you know, okay. it's a very wide median <laughs> Okay, uh, where police like to hang out. Mm-hmm. There was one sitting in there, and he shined his spotlight on me. And, like, as I was driving by, the spotlight, like, I have to imagine my face <laughs> looking at him <laughs> as he's shining the spotlight <laughs> in my eye as I'm driving past him at 90 miles an hour in the middle of the night. And... You know, you know that feeling. If you've ever, what, if what you've are you gonna ever do? Been, if you've ever been driving and you pass a police officer and you know you're speeding, you know that feeling that you, you get. Hit that, you hit that brake. You're like, oh god, I'm gonna get a ticket. Like immediately. Yeah, you tap like that, that brake. That stomach mm-hmm. feeling. Yeah. My instinct at that time. Because you were 
because I was hearing. amped. Yeah, because you were hearing colors. <laughs> was, I think we can outrun this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and like this all like calculated very quickly in my head. Yeah. I could see that there was an exit up ahead. Oh my gosh. I could see that there was a couple semi trucks. I need everyone to know for sure that I was not there for this. No. I would have been freaking out. Well, so everybody was asleep. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that happens, I start screaming some choice words. Oh. And everybody wakes up like, <laughs> are we getting in an accident? Like, what's going on? And they're like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And I was like, there's a cop chasing us. Or maybe I said like, we're sp- like, th- yeah, I very briefly explained what was going on. There's uh-huh. like, we're speeding very fast and there's a cop. Mm-hmm. And so there's a couple of semi trucks on my right that were passing at a very nice clip. And I could see an exit about a mile ahead. Mm-hmm. And this guy, you know, he's in the median. He's got to turn his car on. He's got to put it in gear. <laughs> I mean, we have a, we have quite a head start in my mind. So, um, my brother that's behind me, he immediately hits the brakes mm-hmm. and like gets in behind the semi. Yeah. So you were the lead car. You did yes, not. Yes, I was that. the lead car. Okay. I'm sorry. I was the lead car. And the the spotlight shined on me. It didn't shine on his car. Mm-hmm. It was shining on me. It's always the first guy that takes the fall. Right. So. I gun it. I mean, just... How fast do you think you were going? I didn't look, but however like, fast the van kind of, goes... Is there any kind of um, statute of limitations on this? I feel like we're admitting you're admitting to something that... He's well, here's the thing. He, I don't, he's looking around. I was like, oh my gosh, maybe no, I, I, Okay, but I did it. I have no idea where we were. It was literally 10 years ago. Right. And I don't know where I... I mean, who's going to... Okay, anyway, go forward. Police officer in the northern half of Alabama. I was speeding in your area <laughs> at some time. I don't even know what year it was at this point. I guess I could go back and calculate it. 2012 was the year. Was it? Yeah. Okay. So we're at nine years. I don't know. Anyway, um, we just, as fast as we could go, got out, way out in front of them, got in front of the semi-trucks. I turned my lights off while we were driving, so, because it's dark. On the interstate. On the interstate, yes. So many bad things. Turned my lights off on the interstate. But this is all going through my head like these are great ideas. <laughs> the whole the whole thing's processing. There's going to be a quickly. PSA at the end of this podcast, <laughs> and it's going to be a lot about not drinking these energy drinks. Um, and sure enough, we get up to the exit. I pull off, and I know my lights are off. So like there's no way he would have seen me pull off. I was in front of the trucks, and I just, in my mind, from his point of view, I disappeared. Uh huh. Um, in your nostril, in mine. Right, and so the exit was the exit that went down. Not yeah. an exit that goes up, there's right. an exit that goes down. Right, the interstate went over the road. And then it goes back underneath. Sure. So we got off, and when we went down, I stayed up to the left. Side of the against road. The, yeah, against the hill, I guess. Uh-huh. I don't know what you call it. And I kept the lights off. Embankment. I'm loving giving you all these words. Median embankment. Yes. <laughs> As a landscape architect, you know all these <laughs> fancy words for okay, go road ahead. features. Um, and at some point my brother called me like, Hey, what are you doing? The one in the other car that yes, was driving. the one that okay. was behind us. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm making a run for it. Oh my I don't God. You're going to catch me. I said, I'm going to get off of this, this next exit. It's about a mile up. You probably, he's like, I don't even see Wait, where you he went. he called you while, okay, I don't know this part of the story. He yes, called you he called while, while you we were running yes, and you answered the, the phone? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's wireless. I could just on my I, handlebar, okay. I mean, on my All steering right. wheel. All <laughs> right. <laughs> The minivan is real convenient for these type things. <laughs> anyway, I explained what was going on. I was like, I'm pulling off. My lights are off, so just get off at the next exit. You'll find me somewhere over there. So we pulled off. I got up against the thing as close as I could. Turn the lights off. Take your foot off the brake pedal. 
he'll tell you in a minute why he learned that. Um, put the car in park. He knows that from experience to not, because this kind of thing has happened more than once in his life. Yes, Plus, you guys think that he's, he's scratching his face right now because he <laughs> realizes how bad this all sounds. Um, oh, my goodness. Anyway, and we just sat there, and I see my brother pull off. So I was like, well, that cop's got to be either, like, right behind him or... Mm-hmm. And everyone in my car, we're all looking up at the interstate. And we see flashing lights go over the overpass. And everyone cheered. And there was rejoicing. Oh, did like, they? We had just like, <laughs> yes! Like, we did it! <laughs> Even though they were not a part of it, really, uh-huh. other than being in the car. I don't know what would have happened to them. if, if They were all pooped their pants, well, along if, with you. Like, I probably would have gotten arrested. 100%. I don't know what would happen to them. Who? The guys in the oh, back? All the guys in the back of the car. They oh, were sleeping. And pound your car, and they're just all <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> sitting outside the jailhouse. Um, so anyway, my brother pulls off, and he calls me again. He's like, what are we doing? I was like, I don't know what to do from here, because he went past us, but mm-hmm. he knows what my car looks like. Mm-hmm. So if we get back on... 65 he's gonna catch us but i guess we can take whatever i don't even know what this road is like highway 90 or something well it's not highway 90 yeah, but i don't mean i have the, no idea the, it's, the it's equivalent like county of, road whatever yeah. i mean i don't even know and then the i don't know where it goes 90 to 10, yeah. yeah um it was one of those really small towns it wasn't even a town it was like an exit yeah, yeah i don't yeah. even think there was a gas station there yeah. it was just an exit and so we're trying to figure out what is this road mm-hmm. that we're and then does it reconnect to 65? How much of a delay is that? I mean, at this point, everybody's amped right mm-hmm. now. Um, so we wait about five minutes. And we're like, you know what? Let's just go. And we'll just go the speed limit and hope for the best. If he pulls us over, we'll try our best to lie our way out of it maybe. Mm. or He'll be walk- making you walk a line, I'm sure. Something. Yeah. I'd be doing like cartwheels on that line <laughs> and backflips and stuff. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Anyway, um... We get back on the interstate, and as we're going down, we get about a mile or two down the road. He had pulled over a silver minivan. Just like yours. Exactly like ours. And I was thinking, we're all laughing about it. That's not funny. It's really not. And I have to imagine, like, what do you think that guy was saying to the police officer? I know. Like, officer, that was not me. Yeah. He's like, there was a silver minivan going 100 miles Yeah. Well, how would he have proven it? I don't know. You know that guy probably got in trouble. (gasps) <gasps> Did he get arrested like you would have gotten arrested? I don't know. Oh my god. Real interesting case. We never we never Someone's looked. gonna hear this podcast and be like, that be was me, grandpa. buddy. Thanks a lot. Oh my gosh. I really hope that that was not we may not need to release this podcast. What happens if it there was something really bad that happened? Anyway, Thomas learned a, I don't know, did you learn a valuable lesson? Do you know that it's any dumber now than when you did it? Or you knew it was stupid then? It was. And so here's the thing. I think if I wasn't on the NOS in the five hour, that would not. Yeah, my brain was going a million miles an hour. You still would have gone 90 miles an hour. Sure. I would have been speeding, you I think, speeding. probably anyway. But yes. you would I not think have... that when the fl- when the lights flash, I'd be like, oh, God. And I just would have pulled over and gotten my ticket yeah. and just been on our way. Yeah. But because I had a lot of creative energy in my brain at the time. I can only imagine what happened. you would have been like as a jet fighter, fighter jet pilot. Like you would like to have been. I mean. You would have. I think your brain just would have operated like that. Honestly. But the reason why he knew to pull off the interstate. And not put his brake lights on. Is because at my 16th birthday party. In high school. In high school. um, He came to my birthday party. With a bunch of guy friends. 
mm-hmm. and they left and I had a security guard at my 16th birthday party and he has a concealed carry. <laughs> yes, he does. And Thomas and his friends left the party and then my security guard left the party and Thomas and his friends decided to throw water balloons at people on their way home and one of them that they threw just so happened to land in the face of the security guard who has a concealed carry. Right. So the security guard chased us. Chased you. What do they call it? Pursuit. pursuit in pursuit. Yeah. Within pursuit. pursuit. And they the guy who was driving that car, which was not Thomas, decided to pull over. We so we had gotten away. Or so we thought. Because mm-hmm. we had we're in we're in the city, so we're making a lot of turns and that yeah. kind of thing. So we thought we'd got away. We turned. We didn't see him behind us. We turned one more time. We're like, we definitely lost him. So we pulled into a neighborhood. And, and then, just, like, sat in the back of the neighborhood. But they sat in the back of the neighborhood with their brake lights on. Yep. The guy was pressing the brake. He had his foot on the brake. So the security guard found them, just happened to let them off the hook because they all were at the same party. Just, yes. Just, we recognized you know, 30 him. minutes previous. We recognized him, and then I think after he got us all out of the car, he recognized us as being there as well. How many times have your, has your guardian angel saved you from some, like, oh, dangerous, sure. dangerous situations? I may have been in the car with a possible serial killer, I wasn't, right. but you could have been shot and killed on several. I mean, that other police officer from the drive, like when you were driving up to the bachelor party, that for yeah. sure could have been a very bad situation. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, driving that fast, if I make yes. one bad turn. Oh, even that. Yeah. That's a real bad situation. Craziness. Crazy craziness. So um, on social media, we asked people, as I mentioned earlier, if they had stories and most of the stories, well, I'll just read them to you. Okay. They're all they're all good stuff. All right. So the first person, Dylan the Hill, says, jumping off a cliff into water in rural Mexico, I had a huge bruise for about a week. From what? The water wasn't deep enough? No, from jumping from so high, I think. Oh, like the impact of the water. Mm-hmm. Dang, that's really high then. Stephanie Harper says, jumping out of a treehouse with a cardboard wings, thinking I could fly at age 8 to 10. Yep. Did you do that? that? Not the wings. We tried parachutes with blankets. Oh, like an umbrella. What about an umbrella? Like a parasol? Didn't try the umbrella. Dang, that would have been a good idea. <laughs> we didn't I think it was tr- big enough. I guess I never tried any of we that. Knew the stuff. sheet. The sheet looks like a parachute, but it's so thin, and you're not high enough to gain any kind of. Anyway, all right. So from we didn't understand the physics of Whit- parachutes back then. <laughs> so from Whit Stennett walking alone to my car in the French Quarter late at night, and I was barefoot since my feet hurt. Yeah. Okay. French Quarter at night by yourself is a bad idea. That's bad. And I mean, you're just at risk of getting all kinds of disgusting things. Yes. You know that your feet are some of the most porous skin in your entire mm-hmm. body? You absorb a lot of stuff through your feet, yeah. people. And especially in the quarter. That, well, ugh. okay. I mean, I'm saying this as if, I mean, I knew this information back when, and I still walked barefoot down Bourbon Street when I was in college because I knew about the feet absorbency i didn't realize how disgusting bourbon street was like had no concept Mm. of that at all because i didn't drink in college like never drank in college so the idea of all the fluids that are on bourbon street not to mention like broken glass oh yeah just yeah that kind of of stuff too or like horses i think they have horse um you know poop and whatever never thought of any of that stuff walk down there i'm fine it's fine guys um michelle perillo says Getting getting in a vehicle with boys I didn't know, so thankful nothing bad happened. Yikes. Um. Yes, ma'am. Is that like in college? She doesn't say. She doesn't say. 
And then the last one's from Jillian Sellers. She said she jumped off the South Point in Hawaii, which is 50 feet high, and she was bruised from her butt down to her knee. That's how crazy. High, how high have you jumped from 50 feet? That's a long, five that's, stories. I mean, that's higher than we were painting. That, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. I have to think about what 50 feet really means. That'd be higher than jumping off of the house, my parents' house. It'd be higher than jumping off the high school gym that you work at. Yep. Because that one's 30 feet, I think. Uh, that's probably, that's probably closer to 50 though. That's crazy. Into water, which yeah. by the way is like concrete when you hit yeah, it from, from a that certain height. height. It's yeah. Oh my goodness. No, well, the, the cliff or whatever waterfall thing that I jumped off of in Hawaii was maybe probably 20. only 20. Yeah. Maybe 25. And I didn't feel anything when I hit it. I mean, yeah, I did like a pencil. Mm-hmm. You felt like it was water. Yeah. It, it felt like you're jumping into a pool, I guess. Okay, kids, if there's anything you bring home from this podcast, don't pair NOS in, uh, it wasn't Red Bull. It was NOS in five NOS hour. NOS in five hour. Especially yeah. if you do not consume caffeine regularly. Right. Even coffee. To double those things up. But you know, there's probably kids that do that to like study and stuff. Don't do that. None of that. Yeah. I'm never going to advocate for any of that business. You're going to have a it's heart attack. It's bad news. Yeah. That's totally. just bad news. But if you guys have any more stories, because these were great ones. We had ours. I know you guys got some too. If you knew it was bad when you did it, but then as an adult, you just realize it's okay. way worse than <laughs> yeah. what you thought You were it was lucky to get then. out of it with yes. what, you, what you escaped with. Yes. If you guys have any of those stories, you can email us at buildingarensburg.com. You can message us on Facebook or Instagram at buildingarensburg. And until next time, bye y'all. Bye y'all.